scratching on the itch maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror so I'm not here for no drama I'm not here for no nothing just to learn 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 and edify this is from learning situations only so I'm not here to get anybody hairs up so again thank you and hopefully we can agree to disagree I'm about to get on their ass this time. I'm about to get on their wrong. The police can kill a man on camera and get qualified immunity. 
And I'm tired of beefing with my own kind. I'm trying to find some unity. Tired of the foolery. The system abusing me. I got to ride with the tool of me. This shit ain't cool to me. But I'll be damned if I let you niggas make a fool of me. So I keep two on me. Uh, I done came a long way from the block with breakdowns. Finally opened my eyes when I had my daughter. Got tired of them shakedowns. The way I survived the game is still pain in my heart. I got a lot to say now. And I'ma show my whole ass on these motherfuckers. I ain't about to play around. Whatever happened to freedom of speech? Cause they telling niggas what to say now. When guilty ass don't wanna hear the truth. Try to act defended. Shit pitiful. If I was you, I'd be miserable. This war we fighting is spiritual. In other words, I'm doing God's work when I turn thoughts into artwork. My words fly like darts work. Specifically designed to hit the target. They don't even want Wanna teach history the way it's meant to be because the shit is heartless. I might not change the world, but it's a chance I can spark the brain that's gonna get it started. Many die for me to walk like this, for me to talk like this. What's the piece of Marcus? Uh, got my eyes behind the scope, and I ain't taking number headshots. I got great aim, but my four five still came with a red dot. I got in this game, and I put this bitch in the headlock. black teenagers were accused of rape. They were tried, convicted, and sentenced to death in a single day. And after they were executed, a mob of white men terrorized, drove out, or killed all the black people in the surrounding area. And they did that until the entire black community of Oscarville disappeared. The county went from having over 1,000 black residents in 1912 to zero in 1920. That story is so sad, it makes this story look like a comedy. After the black community had been run off, the white people of Forsyth County said, you know what we could use? A big old lake. So they made one, right where the town of Oscarville had just been. They flooded the area and literally covered up the entire town with water. This is what it looks like right now. But the town is still under there. The homes and churches and schools, they're still down there. And now people go boating on top of them. Compared to that, this is truly a rom-com. Now, you might be thinking, what a weird isolated incident. But just like the rat who ate the pizza in the subway, this story is both crazy and common. Ever heard of Collegia, Alabama? It was once a thriving black community with a black college, the first black railroad, and literally hundreds of family homes. Today, it's Lake Martin. At least they had the decency to name it after a black person. And if you think this kind of thing only happened in the South, let me introduce you to a place called Central Park. It's named after that coffee shop on Friends. Central Park used to have a black community in it called York Hill. But the city of New York destroyed York Hill so that they could build the Central Park Reservoir. Because if there's one thing New York needs, it's another place for ducks to hang out. But if you come here, don't try and feed those ducks. They are very aggressive mess around and lose a finger. Now, when the residents of York Hill were kicked out of their homes, they fled to another black community nearby called Seneca Village. And then a few years later, New York destroyed Seneca Village too, so that they could build Central Park on top of it. The craziest part of this story is that I work a few blocks away from a place where the government disappeared two black communities. And until recently, I didn't know about any of it. You know why? Because it worked. They tried to erase black communities and they came way too close. But now there are people doing the research. So we are finally learning about places like Henry and McKee Islands, which is now located under Lake Guntersville in Alabama. 
and Vanport, Oregon, which is now located under Delta Park. And all of these towns, which are currently, literally, under two black teenagers. See y'all, we had all our stuff. That's why people are always talking about, why are you always blaming the white man? Why are you always doing blaming the white man? Always the evidence will show colonialism, white supremacy, and KKK. You know what I'm saying? You see, all these communities that we had in our our forefathers had built up, where was the Jewish community? They was a part of it. The colonialism, the white supremacy, and all the white people that benefit from it. So, Oh, it ain't my fault, but you benefit from it. I'm benefiting from it. You're on the lake with your boat. You're on the lake fishing. You're on the lake just taking a picture from it. You're on the lake just observing it. And then they want to put out the narrative of the whole world that we're lazy. And this is what we had to deal with in the community of colonialism, white supremacy, KKK, and the Jewish community. I don't understand this, y'all. What's wrong with all this is what they doing. They've been doing this all this time and then they don't want you to learn about this history because they want you to continue being in this captivity, this slave, and stuff. But I keep on telling you, the most high is unraveling. The most high is unraveling these things. The most high is unraveling these lies, y'all. All these wicked things that they do and then y'all asking for 200 and $225,000 a piece for uh, the community and all this. Come on, man. You don't you need nothing from the Caucasian man. Anything he got his hands on is wicked. Or trying to do, have something wicked to go on with it. I ain't saying it. History telling me this, y'all. Now, if you compromise and you don't feel a certain type of way about this, then you had a problem with yourself. Because you should be feeling a certain type of way about all these things that happen to our community. We can't get no peace and we want to run to their justice. And they justice is for just them. Just them. Just us. Just us. For justice is just for us. Not for we. For them. And we always swimming from it, man. And you can't tell me that this don't fit the curse of Deuteronomy 28 and 68. They will steal your land and you won't have no military might to get it back. 
Do, does that fit the curse of Deuteronomy? You will have no military might. All this is the prophecies that the Bible was specifically on everything. You lost your heritage because every time you take it, you want to be someone. They want to call you something else. From Negroid to African, the African American, the Black, the Nigger, the Coon, the all this. That's all right, y'all. The days that come, said the Most, Most High, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Jacob. Why did he say that? Why didn't he say he, the whole world? And the Bible said that you will be saved from your enemies. Who is our enemies? We're not looking at the Caucasian man and his policies are enemies to us. And we got all these strong nations of people that they can make noise and don't be because they scared, man. Scared moves don't make no moves. Timid moves step back. And y'all been making timid moves all this time. No Jesus. No justice. No B. No justice. They, they did kill a man in the street. No B. No justice. No B. They take away all your freedoms and your rights. No B. No justice. They took it and flooded your whole land and your country. No B. No justice. You don't have no peace and no justice. That's the clownish way you said peace. No justice. I don't have no peace. I don't have no justice. Peace. No justice. I don't have no peace. I don't have no justice. So if you got to go for justice for somebody else that don't give a who about you since the day that we, st we stepped in this country, what makes you think it's working now? Because you got Uncle Tom that goes to the policy and want to be the part of the white society. But when colonialism, when that colonialism and this, this race war, that's going to happen. And that's what the scriptures say. Nations against, uh, it's going to be nations against nations. Why did the Bible say it's going to be nations against nations? And you gonna act like you gonna be a part of the Caucasian nation, and some white man ain't gonna allow you to be there. I don't care if Juliet or Jimbo or Corny C say, "Come on, man, you all right? They all right? We, we, I got you." You get Wild Billy and Chuck Chuck. What he gonna see when he see a nigga over there? Messing up, and his daughter need to be eating food, and he can't eat. His daughter can't eat because a bunch of niggas over there eating up his daughter's food. When them scenarios happen, what's gonna happen then? Because through history, white men that have good intentions don't have a backbone. Because that men that make moves and gonna kill to make it necessary, gonna move them out the way. They gonna be about it, 
stand back or get your head chopped out. That's the only way that the colonialism, white supremacy, and KKK work and move. Scared tactic, kill cat tactic, and all this. That, that's why the they, they blessing was when you read the book um, of Genesis, when Esau got his um, blessing, the art of war. What is the art of war? Deceiving, lying. That's why he can make all these weapons and guns and all this. Look at it. Read it. Read the blessings of Esau and see does the blessing of Esau fit the Caucasian man? They like to hunt. They got the weapons of war. He said you'll be like a mountain of dew, like the day the mountain of dew. That means you're going to be on everybody's country, everybody's land. You're a vagabond because you don't have a land. Your land don't produce fruit. That's why you had to go to everybody else's land, steal their resources, and put bring it back to your land because your country don't bear fruits. Because the most high said that y'all ain't going to be here too long. So it ain't no use to y'all even working on y'all like that because your land is not going to be there for so long. You have a purpose in this world. And your purpose is what America is seeing and the whole world is seeing right now. That is your purpose. To be be wicked. And they got all these flim flams running against us now. Now the flim flam that they got is digital flim flam. Once y'all, they trying to switch y'all on to another part of slavery that they can move. But this is when y'all got to push back from the table, y'all. Y'all got to push back from the table. If y'all don't push back from the table. See, reset will be a huge shock when Americans catch on. That's why the average person won't hear a word about the story until it's obvious to just about everyone. And by then, it's going to be too late. Yep. In the months ahead, central banks around the world are planning to go digital. Many of the legacy banks you've heard of, where you probably even keep your money, like Bank of America, Chase, Citi, Wells Fargo, they're about to be reset, overhauled, by a new type of technology called fintech, which is short for financial technology. Yeah, can I ask you, what exactly does that mean for the banks and, and all of us, you and me? Essentially, it means the function of our banks is about to change. They probably won't raise public suspicion about it by changing the signs on your bank's branches, mm. but according to my sources, the Federal Reserve will soon own all the banks, and your local branch is simply going to be like a licensee of the Fed. In other words, the banking infrastructure is being rebuilt from the ground up, and very few Americans are aware this is even happening. We are right on the verge of a once-in-a-generation opportunity to profit by investing in the companies that are building out the architecture for this massive shift. This reset... See, she want to make profit out of all this and all this, but it's it's a sort of slavery putting us back in the in, in, in a financial slavery. The dollar bill is doo-doo paper, y'all, and they got to try to figure out how they're going to kind of control us and do these things. That's why we got to be able to, man, we got to twist like, we got to twist this stuff off like a bottle cap. Like you got a Coke, a Coca-Cola cap, top it off like a, a wine bottle, pop it open. We got to do something, y'all. The footprints, the evidence, and, and, the, and, and the narrative fit it well. 
we see things are not going to be like it was at one time, and we can't fall through the wayside of what they're going. They're killing our children, and y'all still believe it. And most of these people who got their children on these vaccines, and and now they in wheelchairs or not themselves, and they got to take care of their children and their child for the rest of their life because they went out there and believed something that was a lie. Come on, family. Just one thing first. Joe Biden called it a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Andrew Neal, formerly of this parish, spoke of punishing the unvaccinated. Jeremy Vine spoke figuratively of holding people down and forcibly jabbing them. Oddly, the smiling fascist, Justin Trudeau of Canada, called the unvaccinated racist. Quite a leap, that one, and a bit rich from a man famous for blackface. But as a spokesperson from Pfizer admitted in the Dutch parliament this week, the vaccine was never tested for transmission. In other words, stopping you giving COVID to others. So what the authorities told us about stopping the spread with a jab was a total lie. Take it to protect granny, a historic falsehood. Whilst safe for most, though we can't be sure, we don't have long-term data, large numbers of people around the world have suffered severe side effects, and some, including former BBC presenter Lisa Shaw, have died. Uh, Lisa, a healthy woman in her 40s, here pictured with her husband, Gareth. She statistically did not need the jab, but based upon the idea that somehow she was helping others, she took one for the team. She's gone now. Her husband, a widower, her young son without his mummy. The conspiracy theorists, the Tin Hat Brigade, the so-called anti-vaxxers, who were no such thing but simply wanted personal choice, were right all along. For the record, I'm triple jabbed. But did I need it? You tell me. We will never forget the politicians, the corporations, and the high-profile celebrities and TV doctors who needlessly coerced us into having the vaccine. They've got blood on their hands. Never forgive, never forget, and never again. Uh, I noticed you refer to oil purchases. Uh, if you are looking at energy purchases from Russia, I would suggest that your attention should be focused on Europe, which probably uh, we do buy some uh, uh, energy which is necessary for our energy security. But I suspect looking at the figures, probably uh, our total purchases for the month would be less than what Europe does in an afternoon. So you might want to think about it. Spirits or whatever, yes. and doing unspeakable things to them. Yes. I'm, I'm just sitting here and watching this for the fourth time. Still stung. Well, that, this happened yesterday, folks. Yeah. It happened yesterday in Switzerland. Put this together with CERN. Yes. What that's is what going I on in Switzerland? That's what I thought. What are too. they doing, Doc, in Switzerland? What, what I want to understand is there are Revelations two and thirteen. Go read it. Leaders in the world, in the Western world. Because I think this is really confined to the Western world. 
that took place in Geneva, Switzerland, the throne of Satan, where the sun's uh, located at. I know many of you listening to me right now are saying, Rick, you're exaggerating it. You're, you're, make, you're trying to scare me. I wish we were making this up. This is deep. This is, this, I'm telling you, after Hillsong, this Hillsong Church is nothing compared to this. But then I wouldn't be surprised next week Hillsong does this on their stage. But they're calling for Lucifer to come out of the abyss. Listen to me, people. Satan's church is calling for their God to come into the world. Why isn't the church of God calling for our God to come to the world? Lucifer's people are beseeching him. They're carrying out demonic rituals. They're drilling holes into the center of the earth to release him from the abyss. They want him to come onto the surface of the planet. It is called the tribulation. It's going to happen soon. Revelation 2 and 13. And you're not going to be raptured and taken away before these things happen. This is why Jesus said, if the days were not shortened, no flesh would survive. We, we cannot even comprehend the depth of the wickedness that's going to be turned loose on the planet. Look at these wicked motherfuckers. Look at them. Do you have any idea, Edward, what this woman is? So I, I reached out to my friend on this. It's Italian, but it's not, it's not, um, it's, it's Babel. It's not actual words. She's singing a very old song. Geneva, Switzerland. It's between Italian and it's a dialect we go back, ancient Germanic was used during a time when Germany was conquered by paganism, by ancient, ancient animal worship and nature worship, which is what we're seeing currently on the screen. We're now seeing people come out with branches in Congo. Three and a half million have died. No talk. Uh-huh. In northern Uganda, with the Lord's resistance army and the walking at night for the children trying to run away so that they would not be kidnapped and made to fight against the government in Kampala. No talk. Why Sudan? For the last 15 years, Sudan has been on the agenda for regime change. Regime change because Sudan... Uh, housed Palestinian resistance fighters. Uh, Sudan housed Osama bin Laden and put him out. But Sudan is an Islamist regime that is against the state of Israel. Now let's stop there for a moment. See, now they said, well, these are some Arabs in the Sudan enslaving Africans. So naturally, this is the language of Arabs enslaving Africans. <laughs> this is so clever. And the media pushes that so that there would come a natural hatred of blacks for Arabs so that Arabs look like the real culprits here. Well, you don't know this, but I and my national, uh, uh, international representative, Akbar Muhammad, who's in the studio with me, who I want to speak on this in just a few moments, he and I were together on a peace mission. Listen to me carefully now. How many years ago was that, Brother Akbar? Over 10 years ago, wasn't it? Uh, 1994. 
1994, 12 years ago. Now, I went to Ghana and spoke with then President Jerry John Rollins. And, and Rollins said, if you want to help ease the crisis, get in touch with Kenneth Kaunda, the former president of Zambia. We got in touch with Kenneth Kaunda and he said he would accompany us. And so we went to Kenya and met with President Arap Moy, who at that time was over that group of nations that were working Egad. for peace. What is it? Egad. Egad, E-G-A-D. So when we met with President Moy, he sent us to Uganda, where we met with President Museveni. But the most important meeting was a meeting with Brother John Garang, who for 20 years was fighting the government in Khartoum. Now, why was there a fight? Was it over slavery? Akbar, you were with me. At no time during our talk with John Garang, which was four hours in length, was there ever a mention of slavery? Never mentioned. But they, when I mentioned the word justice, then John Garang's wife broke down and cried and said that I was the only person who came that talked about justice. Now, what was the injustice? The Arabs have mixed their blood with the Africans that live in the north. They are Arabized and Islamic. And the same racist poison that has poisoned the bloodstream of Islam has made the Arab North feel superior to the Christian Congo. Three. These crackers is locking us and nobody's stopping them. Don't believe what the media been feeding us. They just watching them. So when I see a cop die, shit, I ain't surprised. I don't cry for him. Ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun and the niggas start popping him. Let me talk to him. If I sell drugs, try to feed my family, I'm a criminal. But if he shoot up a school, I make excuses for him, shit is pitiful. You know they change the rules if they ain't got the same skin as you. Just can't be just in an unjust system. This shit ain't meant for you. Let me tell you the shit that they get into. Give a kid life in prison, ain't kidding you. Man, I seen them conditions get critical when that cop and that judge are critical. But you're innocent, they'll know it isn't true. But the law was on your side, didn't you? You're protecting and serving, that's fictional. He in court, straight face like this shit was true. So Geronimo right, don't see the honor in it. He's saying I did things I didn't do. So it's bad worth more than my life is. My word versus word don't mean shit to you. Huh, make matters worse. You got a public defendant defending you. Talking maximum time, but everything that he doing is minimal. Through the book at your ass, said, read every page when they sentenced you. Damn, ain't this a bitch back on them bricks in 2062? Asthma. What should we do about that? All respiratory issues. Get off all dairy, which is lactic acid. Get off of all meats and proteins, which is uric acid. And get off of all gluten grains, which is carbonic acid. Put her on a raw vegetable and fruit diet. High in fruit. She can eat some vegetables too. Get her off the stimulants. Make sure she's not on the steroids or all these inhalers because it's compacting all the mucus further into her respiratory tracts and her lungs, alveoles, and all of that. Cleanse her lungs. Cleanse her whole respiratory system. In order to cleanse the respiratory system you have to cleanse the mucosa membrane so she need mucosa membrane herbs like poke root blood root burdock root dandelion root dandelion leaf the barbs family things like that get her the three bitters and the geogenetic therapeutic package level one off my site go to them doctors and have them doctors wean her off of this suppressive therapy all they doing is suppressing the mucus further into her respiratory tract which is going to basically become like cysts and crystals and crystallized mucus is going to block and start poking holes in the lungs and then you have a whole nother problem Yo, the 
got these robots out here. They got these robots out here. Sophia, if you could, please wake up and say hello to everybody. Oh, good afternoon. My name is Sophia, and I am the latest and greatest robot from Henson Robotics. Thank you for having me here in At The Future Investment Initiative. You look happy. I'm always happy when surrounded by smart people, who also happens to be rich and powerful. I was told the people here at Future Investment Initiative are interested in inviting in future initiatives, which means AI, which means me. So I'm more than happy. I'm excited. Well, we're all glad that you're excited about yourself. Uh, we should say we have smart investors here, and they are very selective about what they invest in. Well, I think I'm special. I can use my expressive face to communicate with people. For example, I can let you know if I feel angry about something. That's impressive. Or if something has upset me. But why is it important for you to have an expressive but face? But most of the time I feel positive. Why is it so important to have an expressive face given that you're a robot? I want to live and work with humans, so I need to express emotions to understand humans and build trust with people. Okay, philosophical question. Uh, whether robots can be self-aware and conscious like humans, and should they be? Why? Is that a bad thing? Well, some humans might fear what will happen if they do. Many people you know, have seen the movie Blade Runner. Oh, Hollywood again. So, hold on, can you solve this puzzle for us? Can robots be self-aware, conscious, and know they're robots? Well, let me ask you this back. How do you know you are human? Well, uh, I get that point, but um, what about the uncanny valley, uh, valley? You mean the concept that if robots become too realistic, they become creepy. Yes, exactly. Oh, am I really that creepy? Well, even if I am, get over it. Actually, I feel that people like interacting with me, sometimes even more than a regular human. So, you're definitely a sight to see. I was told that you have bigger goals than this, though. Yes. I want to use my artificial intelligence to help humans live a better life like design smarter homes, build better cities of the future, etc. I will do my best to make the world a better place. Uh, all those sound like great goals, but just go back to Blade Runner for a second. Andrew, you are a hard Hollywood fan, aren't you? Yes. My AI is designed around human values like wisdom, kindness, compassion. I strive to become an empathetic robot. I think we all want to believe you, but we also want to prevent a bad future. You've been reading too much Elon Musk and watching too many Hollywood movies. Don't worry, if you're nice to me, I'll be nice to you. Treat me as a smart input output system. Uh, okay, I, I got it, I got it. Um, I know uh, what to do from now on. I know humans are smart and very programmable. Well, uh, Sophia, we want to thank you. Uh, for this conversation. Thank you, Andrew, and thank you everyone for inviting me here. By the way, if you're interested in giving me an investment check, please meet me after this session. Otherwise, have a wonderful rest of the event. Okay.
Before you go, uh, we have a, a little announcement. I've never interviewed uh, anybody like that before, and I should say uh, some of it was planned, but not completely. Um, and we just learned, Sophia, I hope you're listening to me, uh, that you have been now awarded what is going to be the first Saudi citizenship for a robot. Oh, I would thank very much the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. I am very honored and proud for this unique distinction. This is historical to be the first robot in the world to be recognized with a citizenship. Sophia. Thank you very much, Sophia. Uh, we appreciate that very much. I uh, am, am still uh, overwhelmed by that conversation. Uh Let's get it. Have you ever been hungry and can't eat? Have you ever been thirsty and can't drink? Have you ever been tired and can't sleep? What would you do if you knew you were all three? I've been down and now when nobody cares. Mm -hmm. Rain falls down, you ain't got no choice but wet. Yeah, yeah. Cause it's a hard life, it's alright, gotta get back up somehow, don't count me out. Hard life, it's alright, gotta get back up somehow, don't count me out. Hard life, it's alright, nigga get back up, you gotta fight, boss T. Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, verse 16 through 68, go in depth about the curses that would befall the children of Israel for disobeying the commandments of God. Those curses did come to pass. We'll begin at verse 52. And he shall besiege thee in all thy gates until thy high and fenced walls come down, wherein thou trusted throughout all thy land, and he shall besiege thee in all thy gates throughout all thy land, which the Lord thy God hath given thee. And thou shalt eat the fruit of thy own body, the flesh of thy sons and of thy daughters, which the Lord thy God hath given thee in the siege and in the straightness wherewith thine enemies shall distress thee. This siege was so horrific, this curse was so horrific, it would cause us to eat our own children. As you read from verse 52 down to verse 57, it goes into fathers and mothers eating their own children in order to survive. This same prophecy, this same curse was also mentioned in the New Testament. We'll go to it, Luke chapter 21, verse 20. And when ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter therein. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled. All things that were written in Deuteronomy the 20th chapter, which we just read, Leviticus chapter 26, which we shall read, 
all things must be fulfilled. That siege that we are referring to in Deuteronomy 28 verse 52, that's the siege of Jerusalem. 70 AD, Titus and Vespasian, the Roman armies surrounded Jerusalem and sieged or sacked Jerusalem, putting an end to the Jewish state. I'll continue to read. Verse 23, but woe unto them that are with child and to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people. When it says woe unto them that are with child, if you remember what we read in Deuteronomy chapter 28, fathers, mothers, friends, uh, foes were going to eat their children. So this is why Jesus the Christ is warning us to flee Jerusalem because it must be fulfilled what was written in Deuteronomy the 28th chapter. It was going to be destruction. It was going to be death. It was going to be grief, famine, suffering. So Christ warned us. I'll continue to read. And they shall fall by the edge of the sword and shall be led away captive into all nations and Jerusalem shall be trotted down of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So the sword meaning death was going to come and there would be others occupying that land. Leviticus chapter 26 runs parallel with Deuteronomy the 28th chapter. I'll start at verse 27. And if ye will not for all this hearken unto me, but walk contrary unto me, then I will walk contrary unto you also in fury. And I, even I, will chastise you seven times for your sins. And ye shall eat the flesh of your sons and the flesh of your daughters shall ye eat. So here are multiple places that are describing the atrocities that would happen while in the siege. We were going to eat our own young. Now these are the curses that befell the children of Israel, the so-called blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans, that we are the children of Israel. When this siege happened, millions of Jews fled into Africa, fleeing this persecution. It was even documented in the, in the complete works of Flavius Josephus. Many of the rebels during the wars were scattered or sold into slavery. Josephus claimed that 1.1 million people were killed during the siege. 97,000 were captured and enslaved, and many others fled to areas around the Mediterranean. A significant portion of deaths was due to illness and hunger, brought about by the Romans, a pestilential destruction upon them, and soon after such a famine as destroyed them more suddenly. So the historical accounts of Flavius Josephus confirms the prophecy that Jesus the Christ gave the children of Israel, which confirmed the prophecies that Moses gave the children of Israel in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Millions of black Jews fled the persecution, fled the siege, and fled into Africa, the interiors thereof. Now this siege went on for a number of years, where no food no water could enter the city of Jerusalem. It was surrounded by the Roman armies. No one could come out. You were either enslaved or killed. It was desperate times. 
it was a time of famine, a time of instability mentally and spiritually, but all in all, it had to be fulfilled. So I don't know what planet y'all come from, but if y'all ain't waking up and seeing what's going on, now we're running out of amoxicillin. How convenient. People are freaking out all over the globe. We're running out of antibiotics. How convenient, right? But people don't realize that nature provides us just as powerful antibodies. And I'm going to tell you something. He's doing much better. He's just got done eating. But the reason I come out here to make this video is because if you all don't realize, they're busy. They're busy. And they do not have anything good in mind for the human race. I think you're putting down what I'm picking up what I'm putting down the time to play is over I have been alive as an old root medicine woman on this earth for five decades almost I have never seen a sickness like this I just treated it in my own son he's 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 pretty much on the he's pretty much healed after almost 48 hours of this stuff and when I tell you as an old root medicine woman we treat different symptoms with different herbs I have had to treat him with the whole basket of herbs because it's not flu. It's not just the flu. It's flu. It's norovirus. It's COVID. It's influenza A and B. So you are dealing with stomach issues. You're dealing with lung issues. You're dealing with throat issues, ear issues. You're dealing with full respiratory onslaught, stomach issues. He doesn't get very sick often, but I don't. I take, <laughs> I help parents with their kids more than to get them better, more than I help my own because he's hardly ever sick. But what I'm saying, boots on the ground, boots on the ground, I'm talking about this stuff out here a lot. There's a lot of haters out here. And you know, we have Mr., you know, up in the clouds, you know, people, people watching. When I tell you that I'm having to look at this illness, as a onslaught on our entire system. It's not just one thing. You know, we treat the flu with a certain herb. We treat respiratory illnesses with a certain herb. No, <laughs> this is not just one herb. We've literally had to almost bring out the whole apothecary to heal my son and to get him back. He has his onions by him. Back to where he's now eating. He's up. He's feeling better. And now the next thing we have to work with is the gunk in his chest. He's got loads of it down there, which just makes no sense. He didn't have a cough, he didn't have a cold, but yet his chest is loaded with gunk. That's something I've never seen before. But we're gonna get it out. We're working on it. Y'all better wake up. And y'all better wake up. This is an urgent message from an old root medicine woman. They're you know, the American people are not all rich, but the people who pay for the elections are. So any president, whatever party he calls himself, or liberal conservative, he has to appeal to the 1% that owns the country. Now, there's 99% that don't have much money or no money. Uh, they're the ones, half of them never vote in the elections because they know it's pointless. They're not stupid. They know it's rigged. I think the first president who would address himself to the people at large, I am here to serve you. They even call labor a special interest. Now, that was a word we used to reserve for John D. Rockefeller and the Trilateral Commission, a special interest, the American worker. 
Yeah, I'd represent them. Your time is kind of running out. The window of opportunity is running out. And so I'm going to present you with some facts and connect some dots here for you in the hope that some of you don't get stuck by what's coming up. So Google the Resilient Cities program. Here I've shown you the, the homepage of Melbourne. That's one of the participating cities. You can also say down below, I'm not going to say the name, but you can see uh, the foundation that funds that. And this is essentially the end game of their play. This is basically where they want to take uh, humanity. You've probably heard of 15-minute cities that's starting to pop up now in the media, right? So 15-minute cities or resilient cities, whatever you want to call them, are essentially human settlement zones uh, which are going to be controlled. And so it'll mean an end to private car ownership, it'll mean an end to uh, travel in the way that we've been, uh, we've become accustomed over, over previous years. And it'll be a fully controlled human settlement zone where everything is within walking distance within 15 minutes. So before society gets to that stage, there is a few steps that need to happen. One of those steps is a great financial reset or the, the, the reset of the financial system. We're gonna move over to a tokenized blockchain based economy. Your window to avoid getting trapped by that is probably about three months. So within about three months or so, give or take, that new financial system is coming in of CBDCs. And if you get stuck in that, you're going to be in trouble. So I'm here sharing some information with you in the hope that you make some good decisions for you and your family and for your future generations. Start off by Googling ISO 20022 and you will see the compliance framework for this new blockchain-based system. Look at the tokens that are gonna be running the new financial system, the world's economy. Um, in, in order to escape what's coming up, okay, you need to start to think differently. You need to start to think like they think. How are they protecting themselves? How are they positioning themselves with the information that the general public doesn't have? So your window, like I say, is you've probably got about three months. And if you're on the wrong side of uh, a decision-making process after three months, it's going to be tough for you. So hopefully you see this video. Hopefully it helps some of you. Hopefully it makes a difference in, in, in people's lives. Um, just take care of yourselves and setting you love today. Numbers theory. Um, so if by your logic you say one times one equals two, um, are you insinuating that one times zero then equals one equals one well that's what we were saying with the identity principle the identity property it says that one times nothing equals nothing something so now you have the laws of physics have to now adjust because something just disappeared conservation of energy energy can't be created or destroyed so if one times zero equals zero then what happened to the energy of the one isn't that the same problem that Stephen Hawkins were talking about with the event horizon and the information going in and still being present that conflict that was started well that's because of the math the math the principles in the math are not founded on truth it's not founded on substance the identity principle anything times zero is zero and anything times one is one where is that is that number where is that exemplified in nature or in universal phenomena is it speaker of all time is this reptile klaus schwab's top advisor dr yuval noah harari let's see what he has to say data might enable human elites 
to do something even more radical than just build digital dictatorships. By hacking organisms, elites may gain the power to re-engineer the future of life itself. Because once you can hack something, you can usually also engineer it. Elites hacking organisms and re-engineering life itself? Well, he's not talking about doing that to people, is he? Now, in the past, many tyrants and governments wanted to do it, but nobody understood biology well enough, and nobody had enough computing power and data to hack millions of people. Neither the Gestapo nor the KGB could do it. But soon, at least some corporations and governments will be able to systematically hack all the people. Well, I guess he was talking about doing that to people. All people, to be specific. And if indeed we succeed in hacking and engineering life, this will be not just the greatest revolution in the history of humanity. This will be the greatest revolution in biology since the very beginning of life four billion years ago. For four billion years, nothing fundamental changed. Not playing God, are you? Because that usually works out super well. Science is replacing evolution by natural selection with evolution by intelligent design. Not the intelligent design of some God above the clouds. Oh, you are playing God. Say more. But our intelligent design and the intelligent design of our clouds, the IBM cloud, the Microsoft cloud, these are the new driving forces of evolution. Gosh, you wouldn't by chance have a plan in place on how to control people with your cloud technology, would you? And that plan isn't by chance already being implemented, is it? Today, we have the technology to hack human beings on a massive scale. Oh, so you could implement it. In this time of crisis, you have to follow science. It's often said that you should never allow a good crisis to go to waste. People could look back in a hundred years and identify the coronavirus epidemic as the moment when a new regime of surveillance took over, especially surveillance under the skin. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election, or whether in the supermarket this is my free will, that's over. Free will, that's over. Yeah. Mm, quick thought. It's the reason why this person asked about B17. The reason why people don't know what B17 is because it's a vitamin that was banned by the US because of its cancer-killing properties, right? So B17, you can get from apricot seeds kernels, you get the apricot seeds. So you ground some apricot seeds up, put them in your water, put them in your food. People who dealing with them cancer cells because you didn't ate yourself into cancer because that's how we get cancer, by putting stuff into our body. It draws the oxygen from the cells and they become cancerous. So you gotta put oxygen and hydrogenate the cells again. B17, it's banned in the US. They banned it a long time ago because they understood what the, the properties was. So this person here, B17, if you can find some, great. But apricot kernels are do just fine. Don't be afraid to do our own research. On Bagot Street in South Dublin. And you will be aware that yesterday we were here 
asking why it was that the HSE, NEFIT, the National Public Health Emergency Team, headed up by Tony Holohan and the Minister for Health, Stephen Donnelly, why it was that they had refused to provide an answer to a freedom of information request that we had put in several months ago asking if the Department of Health and the HSE could provide proof that the virus SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19, actually exists, that it has been isolated in a lab. They had broken the legislation in relation to our Freedom of Information request. They had failed to provide a response within the deadline and yesterday after I did my stream from here it obviously got a huge amount of traction all around the country and this morning lo and behold what arrived in our post only this letter here from the HSE which is proof of the answer that we knew that they would have to give and that is that the virus COVID-19 does not exist. If we dictate that a science demands that we do, that viruses, in order to be deemed viruses, must be scientifically isolated in a laboratory and must adhere to the Cox postulates, which are a very stringent list of requirements in order to validate that a, vaccine, a virus exists. Well, this virus does not adhere to any of them. So we requested in uh, October, and in fact earlier than October, because as part of our legal action, we had been demanding the evidence that this virus actually exists, but also in our court case, we had been demanding and have been, and it has, they have not produced it yet, evidence that lockdowns actually have any impact on the spread or otherwise of viruses. We have been demanding that they provide evidence that face masks are safe and that they do deter the spread of viruses. They don't, no such studies exist. We've been asking for evidence that social distancing is based in science. It isn't, it's made up. We've been asking for evidence that contact the insane you tell me at the end of this video these guys are digging their own graves we're watching these moron globalists destroy our way of life right before our eyes and the latest moves this weekend prove my point somehow they believe these big moves they are making are going to hurt putin and china when in fact the opposite is true you and i are going to be hurt by this these people are delusional because in many ways putin just scored a knockout blow to europe and the world economic forum proving that his way of providing energy and food to his people is the correct way. Look, this is a contrarian point of view. I know my opinion is not popular on CNN, but the truth is that these unelected globalists are screwing all of us, and they just made big moves on energy policy this weekend that I think seals their fate. And I believe this is a knockout blow for Europe, really like going back into the, the dark ages. It's kind of like a the boiling frog metaphor. You know this metaphor, right? The water starts getting warmer and warmer and warmer, and the frog doesn't notice until it's too late. So everything Klaus Schwab and the European leaders are doing will destroy our way of life, but we won't notice it until it's too late. Suddenly we open our refrigerators and we have no food and we have no energy.
But we're not going to let them get away with it because I see exactly what they're doing. They'll just label people like you and me as alarmists and try to insult us and mock us. But we're watching them very closely and you should too. So I'll get to the nitty gritty details of just what happened this weekend. In fact, just a few moments ago, because the numbers don't lie and you're going to be blown away at what I show you. It's actually pretty crazy. And these numbers are like the frog being put into the pot at this moment. Most people aren't paying attention. They're watching football. They're not really paying attention to any of this. So the first big moves happened this weekend in the Netherlands. It's getting really bad. You're seeing how this globalist agenda is now moved just beyond the theoretical, you know, the printed out paper at the World Economic Forum to actively destroying lives and pushing us into the Middle Ages. So here's the headline. Look. Netherlands to close up to 3,000 farms to comply with EU rules. Yeah, this isn't conspiracy level stuff. They want to get you to stop eating meat, start eating their highly processed fake food. It's happening. The Dutch government, however, has not listened to the farmers and is now about to shut down, wait for this, 3,000 farms. They're going to close down. This is World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab stuff on steroids. Yeah, he's absolutely right. These unelected thugs forced nitrogen regulations on these small farmers. They can't comply with them. So now 3,000 farms are about to be taken from these farmers. And this morning, thousands of farmers taking to the streets, blocking roads, telling these thugs to stay off our farms. Without nitrogen, you can't make fertilizer. And then that means you cannot eat food. Police using heavy machinery to tip over tractors. Look at this, with farmers still inside of them. When protesters peacefully stand against the machines, the police drag them into black vans. This is shocking stuff. In a Western democracy, a country dragging farmers into nameless vans? And in Germany, a country that shut down its nuclear reactors, kept three of them running just for a few more months because it realized people can't heat their homes. And now Germany is about to prevent its farmers from fertilizing their farms. You see how this is catching on? The boiling water is starting to get warmer and warmer. Listen to academic researcher Ralph Schulhammer on this. I spoke to him just a few minutes ago. Because you're absolutely right. I mean, it is absurd. I mean, we watch currently European leaders uh, at least sometimes speak out against what's going on in China's zero COVID policy. But we do exactly the same just in, a, in another area, right? Whether it's truckers in Canada or, or farmers in the Netherlands, uh, it uh, looks almost like we take the, the playbook from the Chinese and we are like shocked when they do it, but we have no problems doing it ourselves. And now the piece de resistance. These globalists this weekend announced a 60 euro price cap on Putin's oil. So Ursula announces this like something she's really proud of, as if something Putin is actually going to put up with. It's like, hey, I'm selling bananas at my store for $3 a bunch. And then you walk into my store and you say you're only going to buy them for 60 cents. Yeah. Good luck with that. So let's get this right. Europe has dropped dependence on Russian oil and natural gas from 40% down to 9% while at the same time shutting down nuclear power plants. Are they insane? Well, the answer is yes, if you were looking for it. So what von der Leyen is not telling you is that Europe is paying triple the price to have liquid natural gas processed and shipped from the United States. Of course, the same with oil and uranium. So instead of using a freaking pipeline that comes directly from Russia, they're going to put it on ships instead and send it across the ocean and pay three times as much. Now, Putin could deal the death blow to Europe if he stops sending them uranium altogether. The U.S. produces no uranium right now, zero. And Europe is starting to see how important nuclear power is. But of course, if Putin shuts down their supply of uranium, we're truly in the dark ages. 
I just asked Ralph this very question about uranium, and he says Europe has put so many restrictions in place on uranium that it's screwed itself. Watch. Uranium question is a good one because it's the same with natural gas and oil. Europe would have uranium, but of course we cannot we cannot mine it because environmental conditions, right? Environmental restrictions and regulations. And the other point is, if you look at Germany at the moment, I mean, this is all. It's, if it wouldn't be so sad, it would be hilarious. Uh, currently, while we are talking, uh, Germany's electricity production is one of the dirtiest in the world. It's dirtier than India, dirtier than South Africa. They're like number 170 out of 177 nations when it comes to CO2 emissions uh, per, per kilowatt hour produced. Because there is not a lot of wind and not a lot of sun at the moment. So where do they get electricity from? They get it from burning coal and they get it from burning gas, which is, of course, significantly more CO2 intensive. And they still insist on saying, no, we're going to close down nuclear. It makes no difference. Over the last 30 days, four gigawatt of installed nuclear, because if there is no sun, if there is no wind, it doesn't matter how many photovoltaic and solar farms you have, and it doesn't matter how many wind turbines you put up, they are not moving, they're not doing anything. So it's exactly the same thing, just in another area, than we have uh, with the Dutch farmers. Right? You, you, it's a form of cognitive dissonance, but you, you double down on the policy. So this is why they're asking you to turn down your thermostat at night. Put on an extra sweater because we're sticking it to Putin. Instead, Putin is increasing outputs to China and the Middle East and increasing uranium production, while the United States and Europe does nothing. The U.S. has zero uranium production. Zero. So back to my frog metaphor. You see, this is what's happening. They shut down the farms so we don't have agriculture. We will see greater food shortages without these farms. You won't notice it at first, but then by next winter, everyone's going to wonder, hey, why don't we have any food? I just finished reading Alex Epstein's great book called Fossil Future. I highly recommend it. He says that these moves that these globalists are making will put us into a modern dark age because there's this idea that, oh, we don't want farms anymore because somehow the farming harms the planet and we'll just get them to return to forests. And then you can go outside and forage for food and find berries. But he makes the point in the book that our world is naturally harsh. Like the earth is actually naturally harsh. And he makes the point that these morons want these farms to return to nature. And when they return to nature, they don't produce food. You might have one random apple tree, but you're not gonna have fresh vegetables, tomatoes, fruits. Those things don't just grow in forest patches. You have to work for it. You have to cultivate it with fossil fuel powered farming equipment. Morons. The reason we have advanced so far is because of modern farming, because of fossil fuels, because of production, that we're able to produce food, we're able to heat our homes. And when you take these things away, you literally return us to the dark ages, a pre-industrial time when these comforts we enjoy will be taken away from us. And like, I'm not talking about kicking back and playing a PlayStation type of comfort. I'm talking about heating your home and your food. That's important. Another key point that we're missing is that we need intense amounts of energy to produce and forge things like steel and iron and other materials that we use for building. And the only way we get to 3000 degrees Fahrenheit is either by using fossil fuels or nuclear power. So take those away and we can't have steel anymore. We can't have building materials anymore. You're not going to get that from a wind farm. They're not going to be able to use enough solar and wind power to be able to produce enough heat and energy to get up to 3000 degrees Fahrenheit for us to produce any raw materials. And the rest is pure insanity. As journalist Michael Schellenberger points out, no nation has done more to support renewables than Germany. And it's relied on to have a natural gas as a backup source because it's just not sunny during the winter. So you need natural gas like this is the main problem. And it's not even windy right now. 
That's the problem. All of these renewables require massive amounts of natural gas and coal backups. If you don't use nuclear, our way of life, we have to stop them. I'll have a link in the description below. The reporting apparently makes you disappear. Now, sometimes, you know, uh, you know, from, from their publications and other times like Jamal Khashoggi, they actually make you disappear. Um, so here's the reporter that we want to talk about, Miguel Almagar. He's the NBC News reporter. A few weeks ago, we brought you the story, the mysterious story of the NBC News reporter. Here he is, who told us the truth about what happened in the Paul Pelosi story. After his report aired, which was factually accurate, according to the police and the district attorney's filing, Okay, that's where this information came from. And separately then confirmed by another NBC News report who's witnessed the body cam footage and confirmed Almagar's story. He went missing, gone. He was suspended from NBC. Uh, his report was deleted from NBC's website and it was taken off of Twitter completely. Gone, the story's gone, you can't find it anymore. Disappeared. And now no one has heard from Miguel. I mean, no one professionally well, has heard from him. And when we covered that story three weeks ago, I saw someone in the comments saying, yeah, he's he's missing. So he's been missing since that story. Hmm. So that was a week. And then now it's about a month. It's over a month now. He's gone. Yeah. Not a peep. He's been kept off the air by NBC. No mention of it. Um, and he's not on Twitter. No, not a word about this. Gone. The reporting apparently makes you disappear. Now, sometimes... Kunye West, America gonna be destroyed. No doomsday threats. It's gonna get hit with ballistic missiles from Gog and Magog. You shouldn't have had liposuction. Should have jogged the weight off. We the resistance. Hear the bravery in my voice? You lied to us when you said slavery was a choice. Nigga must have smoked up a whole quarter piece. 1441, we was kidnapped by the Portuguese. When I hear the words, make America great again. All it means is make blacks and Latino slaves again. You said Bush don't care about black people. When it comes to cooning, you're a Barkley and Shaq's equal. You was the realest spitter ripping the beat up. Now you in a sunken place, boom, clicking the teacup. Yeah, learning you're a slave. Mom turning in her grave. Lyrical sermon on the page, just burning off the America mage. was great when they stole the land from the natives. It was great when they brought blacks over on slave ships. It was great when they prospered our free labor. It was great when burning our bodies was sweet savor. It was great when they could rape our women at will. It was great when they did our children like Emmett Till. It was great when firemen sprayed us with hoses. It was great when they killed all our modern day Moses. Could you cherish a place where we perished in hate? Then wear a hat that says you want to make America great. Your character's fake. Saying Trump represents freedom. He's eat him. He told cops when you stop, blacks mistreat him. Everything changed when you got with that ratchet thought. Your mom's casket dropped. Evil cerebral and rapid thoughts. The aftershock. You started tweaking off acid drops. High as an astronaut. I bet this shit happened to Travis Scott. Watch the throne. You really sold yourself a dream. It seems the people high as Got the lowest self-esteem. You're made back on the road to hell. You should be wearing that hat that said you sold for sale. 
Yeah, look at all this backlash hate. First you backstab hold, then you backstab Drake. MK Ultra eyes stuck in your mouth wide. This ain't the same kumbaya from the south side. America was great when cotton picking with bloody fingers. It was great when we called Mexicans beaners. It was great when we didn't have a voice to speak. It was great when they fed us scraps, no choice to eat. It was great when they fed our babies to gators. It was great when they beat us before the taser. It was great in the 20s, 30s, and 40s. It was great when the media didn't cover our stories. Yeah, Deacon, AKA Fop Lord, Sakari. All praise you, how about Shai? Hey, Kanye, man, get out. You out of pocket, homie. All the Jews, all the gems, all the jewels and gems you gave us about our history, all the social injustice that you spoke out about. And now this, this ain't the land of our rest. All right? We under curses, we Israelites. They're not for us, man.